Welcome to our podcast. Talk to me, sister. I'm Kathy. And I am Sarah. And we are twin sisters documenting our surrogacy journey, discussing women's health, motherhood, and all the details that led us here. Our mission is to not only educate and inform, but to spread joy and hope through our story. Thanks for following along. Grab a glass of wine or a cup of coffee and join in for our last mini recording for season one. It's a Q&A, so we'll answer some questions, recap what we've learned so far during our surrogacy journey, offer up a few mom tips. Uh, there'll be some spoilers for season two. So join in and thanks for following along. Let's do it. That was the last one. I can't believe it. First of all, let's pat ourselves on the back. We stuck it out. We We stuck it it. out through the technical difficulties (laughs) and juggling work and mom life. Yeah, and a pregnancy together. (laughs) Yeah, and the biggest and a pregnancy together. So if you're a new listener or you're, um, you know, haven't caught up, we have 25 episodes for season one, Mm -hmm. and season two starts in October. So we're taking a little break to have. A baby and for Sarah to raise a baby. And for Kathy to recover from having the baby. So you have some time to catch up on some of our past episodes. Um, but honestly, this has been such a surprising joy in this journey. So we're oh, excited to it's been the best. wrap it up and look forward to what's next. Yes. Yeah, so you have exactly eight weeks to catch up, which mm-hmm. is one episode a week. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You can do it. And um, before we get into the Q&A, we have questions that we're answering. Um, This will be a short and sweet episode, but should be fun. We wanted to update you guys. We just had our 36-week OB appointment. Mm -hmm. Um, We are shook because Kathy's already dilated a centimeter. Yeah. And I have never, with my past pregnancies dilated before I was in active labor. <laughs> so I'm so excited. I think this is like the third time around, so everything knows what to do down there. <laughs> TMI? I don't it's, know. No, it's like, <laughs> we, we it's not your first rodeo. Not my first rodeo. Um, and so it was just really exciting. We started to ask questions about the hospital and make sure everything looks good. And next week, we'll probably schedule an induction for 39 weeks. Yeah, but my, my feeling, my gut feeling is that he's going to come before that but we'll keep you posted our birth plan episode won't be in or our birth episode won't be for um a while it'll be in season two but we're all just counting down the days um but okay so let's dive in because we have some questions okay sarah and i have not pre previously discussed this we haven't and i'm actually (laughs) one i hope i know the answers to the questions and two i'm excited to hear your question or your answers Let's see. This is going way back. Okay, Kathy, what's the biggest thing you've learned in your 20s? We're going to be 34 this year, so gosh, the 20s were some growing up years. But what's the biggest thing you learned in your 20s? Yeah, I think that it was a really, it was a growing up season because I got married when I was 21, Mm -hmm. 20. I got married when I was 20. So young. Went to college, went to grad school, started a career. So, like, major growing up years in the 20s. Like, it's kind of a blur. <laughs> um, but I think the biggest thing was, like, I learned who I was and I found confidence in, like, 
being an adult. I think those first few years of your 20s, mm-hmm. especially out of college, you're like, what am I doing? Am I just a fake and everything? And sometimes I still feel that way. Yeah. But I feel like I, I gained confidence in who I was um, as just like an individual person. I love that. Okay, so I think I was a little bit of a late bloomer because in my 20s, my 20s were my like hard knock years of mistakes where I learned from those. I don't feel like I was that confident. Um, My late 20s, I started to gain confidence and professionally was doing better. And I think I, looking back, I probably found my self-worth in like other areas that now I don't. But it, they were growing up years. They, I learned how to be responsible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I learned how to be on time. Mm-hmm. And I think those were the years where I, I just like grew up a lot and learned how maybe to start to find my own voice, which I think is really important. Yeah, you used to be kind of a, like a like show up 10 minutes late, and you would never do that now. No. I, I know. Didn't, I forgot about that. I used to like just get mad at Sarah because she would late make us late on our first day I of know. school. I actually grew up a lot in my 20s. I, I learned the hard way from a lot of, you know, mistakes, but I think that I started growing into myself, and I found I found my voice finally in my 20s, which I, um, I'm grateful for that. Okay, 30s. We're kind of mm-hmm. still in the 30s. Yeah. We're four years into 30s. We're into it. Life is done a 180 since we were mm-hmm. in our 20s. So what have you learned so far in your 30s? I think that in my 30s, I have learned to be content, yes. like contentment. Amen. I think that in my 20s, um, before I had kids too, and just before, and I do think this is a privilege. Like I, I like, I just like where I am at life right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's a privilege that a lot of people don't have, but I always feel like I was working for the next thing or looking to what was next or planning. And I think for the first time ever, I just am really content with life at the moment. And I've learned to settle into things, even if they don't feel comfortable all the time. Oh, I love that. Um, I'm going to agree with you on that twin, twin vibes. vibes. Um, I think in my thirties, my, the early thirties started off rocky for me, obviously, but I learned a whole lot about contentment Mm -hmm. and about what happiness was. And I think like you said, always just searching for the next, you know, whatever was going to make me happy. And I think I learned to be present more in my Mm -hmm. thirties gratitude to be grateful for even you know everything along the way I think both of us too you you know going through cancer in those first few years and me walking you through that and then going through surrogacy like I feel like both of us in our own sense have learned that we can do hard things and we can overcome and that gives us a sense that gives me a sense of um contentment and encouragement because I'm like I don't know what's going to happen next but dang if we did that yeah (laughs) we can do anything and like I think I said I found 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 my voice in my 20s I think I found strength in my 30s I think that you're right it's like contentment it's gratitude I think both of our perspectives changed in our 30s um cannot wait for 40s I hope everything can only go up from here um 
Oh, what do they say? 40s is the new 20s these days? <laughs> the hambo. Um, I feel like that's true. And J-Lo just turned 52. and yeah, She looks bomb. I mean, so I, I makes me want to be like, wow, I can't wait for 52. But <laughs> she's J-Lo, and that's probably not going to be me. Uh, but I can have we can goals. Dream. We can dream. <laughs> um, so what is the most important thing to you right now, Kathy, in your life? Um Oh, and this segues into your 40s and something that you look forward to in your 40s. Two well, part. the most important thing in my life right now is my kids and my family. I think that's like a totally gen- you know, general answer, but like clearly they they rule my heart and my world and every choice I make and every decision I make is for them. So I, I love the stage we're at. I have a four-year-old and a six-year-old and it's just fun. We have so much fun. Um, and honestly, my husband and I are at a good place. We've really enjoyed each other. I think when you have tiny babies, it's hard to do that. So my family and what I look forward, something you have to look forward to in your forties, I think just continuing to have bigger independent kids and kind of reestablishing my career and, Mm -hmm. you know, some projects that we may be working on together and honestly just like continuing to dream big yes spoiler honestly just continuing to dream big and seeing the possibilities and again we've if we've made it through I have a lot less fears like if we've made it through what we've done I'm excited about what's in the future so I honestly don't even know what it looks like I'm just looking forward to it (laughs) um 100% wait I'm looking forward to knowing John Ryder Ah, and he'll be like uh, seven when we get to into our yeah. I told people this, but like when he when he if he does anything like if he hits a t like a t ball home run, I'm gonna cry because I'm just gonna feel so proud of him. <laughs> You're gonna be like, it was I'd the spinach like that one. I ate in third <laughs> trimester that made him so strong. Um, yeah, I mean, I would agree totally with you. I think what's important to my life right now is also family. I think it's my health. I think it's finally um, protecting my peace. We say that a lot. I think that's important to me to keep my circle small and enjoy the small things and just enjoy life. That's what's important to me and my family, raising my children. And 40s, I feel like I would love to talk to someone in their 40s. Actually, we have some guests, women, that are in their 40s, so we shouldn't ask them what they love about their 40s. But I also agree with you. I feel like your kids are older. I'm looking forward to just like fun projects on the horizon. Um, I'm also hoping by then that Richard and I are like on our 10 acre ranch and I'm gardening and eating off the land and, um, turning off my phone for like two years. Okay. No, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, we take a podcast break for yeah, a couple years while Sarah is crunchy. In, I'll be real crunchy at 40. I might be in overalls. I love it. Why um, not? yeah, I hope that's my forties, but, um, Okay, gosh, this epi- this whole season has been so fun. Um, I think it's just been like our wildest dreams. It's been so fun. But from the podcast this season, Kathy, what's been your favorite episode? People want to know that. Oh, gosh. Okay, my favorite episode for sure is episode number one. <laughs> I know that that's <laughs> yeah. like silly, but like you can no. hear when I listen back to that one. I can hear our excitement. I can hear our anticipation. I can hear, like, that we're freaking... We're, like, giddy. Yeah, we're, like, blown away that I'm pregnant with your baby, and we can't even believe it. And we did. We literally just, like, we didn't know what we were doing, but we knew we needed to start recording. And I could feel... And now, looking back, I'm like, oh, my gosh, we had no idea what we were 
doing or getting ourselves into, and it's been such a sweet journey. So I love that one for that reason. Um, I love the intimacy episode with Chelsea Skaggs. Mm-hmm. That one a lot of people talked about was important and like a meaningful episode for them, just like in their personal lives. I think it meets a lot of people where they are. Um, they, those are the two that come to my mind immediately. But any of the ones, honestly, have loved guests. But my favorite is just when me and you have processed this journey together and kept milestones along the way. So any of the ones that we've done together honestly been my favorite yeah I think so too I think our first episode was definitely the most fun to record and we were just like on cloud nine um we've had some great guests this season though like Barb Schmidt and Michelle Kelly Gores Lauren Scruggs Kennedy gosh sweetest angel so I think we've just been really blessed but I think it was fun because she was kind of she was our first guest and we were like geeking out because we obsessed with her. Yeah, we love her and we love Jason Kennedy, who shares our birthday. Oh, gosh. And Hallie Kearns. Like she like fell from heaven. Hey, guys. Talk to me. Sister has an Amazon storefront now. So make sure to go to our show notes. Click the link. Check it out. We have all our favorite things. We have different c- categories, different lists, our favorite things for IVF, for pregnancy, for baby, for postpartum, also just our favorite clothes and accessories. So check it out. Favorite skin products, items under $30. We all know you guys are doing your Amazon shopping online. So check it out, add things to your cart, and thanks for following along. Okay, ideal, what is your ideal, all-time, like, your shook dream guest? Are we both going to say Oprah? I have no question. No, I was going to say Michelle Obama, no question. Oh, 100. Michelle Obama. Sally Ward was so funny. Last time I saw her, she was like, y'all's podcast is incredible. Like, before you know it, you're going to have Michelle Obama on. And I was like, okay, well. I I I actually don't think I could ask questions. I would just, like, pass out. (laughs) (laughs) Only in, like, our freaking wildest dream. I'd be like, are you in your kitchen? Can Barack just peep his head in and be like, just, what's up, ladies? Tell him forever. Um, Um, Yeah, I I would love a handful of people. It's hard to pick one, but she's the, she's the one who comes to my mind first. Okay, so, yes. Her for sure. Oprah, duh. Like, like it's breeze over that because it's like, duh. But, duh. Um, I would love to have, um, I love Kristen Bell. Well, I was going to say, as far as a podcast collaboration, I think Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard and the two of us, like, I think I would just giggle the whole time, but (laughs) that would be a fun podcast collab. Uh Um, Uh I I was going to say Diane von Furstenberg. She is like such a wise owl and like I just feel like she would be like such an icon like a fashion icon and like she's so wise I just feel like she's a wise owl I would learn so much can I tell you an embarrassing like literally first crush that I had that I would love on to Diane von Furstenberg? No, oh. <laughs> I mean maybe. I don't know. She's I gotta like see seventy. <laughs> well, this is like someone. <laughs> okay, one of my very first like, um, you know, kind of like brain crushes where I was like, oh my gosh, I would love to sit down and talk with this person. Uh, Devin Sawa. No, no, <laughs> no. It's it's worth. <laughs> Sanjay Gupta, Dr. Sanjay Gupta. He is a medical correspondent oh for like gosh. CNN. Wait, what? but honestly, I would love to have him. One, he's so smart. He literally does all the medical stuff too. So it would like fit yes. our podcast, wait, like health is, and wellness. So, wait, he, this was your first crush? No, it wasn't my first crush. Gosh, like Leonardo DiCaprio is my first crush. But I just mean like 
recent like, it crush. Was, it, no, <laughs> it was like weird. You know, like you're I like, why sit do down I and talk to him? Yeah, you're like, why am I vibing with this guy? Why am I vibing with Sanjay Gupta? That actually <laughs> brings me to a good point. I know it's called talk to me, sister, but we are yeah. not discriminating against gender. Like we need to, right. but we need some male right. there. Like there's a lot of male doctors and yes. nutritionists that I follow too. That I'm like, God, they're like literally mm-hmm. such a wealth of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, also, May Musk. I don't know who that is. Elon Musk. Oh, duh. She's mom. incredible. First yeah. of all, she's a queen. Second of all, I need to talk to the woman who raised Elon Musk. That's true. Like, Man, like so many things. I need to talk to her. Okay. Um, I feel like, too, we should have mom on the pod. Oh, my gosh. People probably want to hear from mom. Y'all let us know. <laughs> okay. Send us an email. Send us a gift. Yeah. Um, what's something weird or funny you do when no one's watching? Oh, gosh. Embarrassing things. It oh, have to be really honestly, weird. I like stretch real weird. You okay. know, like, like I get like, unhappy baby in, in, but I don't do that when people are watching because it's like, oh, it's like Google little, happy baby if you don't know that stretch. And also it's fantastic. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm a yogi, sort of. I know that move. Happy baby. So I stretch real weird and like also, uh, what else? What do you do? I was really trying to think of the, about this before we started. I, I'm uh, Richard is probably listening, going, "Oh, I can name like five things." Um, <laughs> Should ask our husbands. Oh, so if I'm at a red light or something, I like to roll down my windows and like blast like an old, like feel good song, mm-hmm. and it usually makes the people next to me like look over oh, yeah. and then be that's like, and then be like, "Oh yeah, that's a good song." And then I would, I think to myself, they probably have it in their head the rest of the day. Whenever I try on clothes, I didn't know I did this until Alex told me I did it. Yeah. Whenever I try on clothes, I do, I had to dance in it to make sure it like all stays where it needs to go. Especially jeans or pants. You got to kind of. Just in case you're going to be dancing (laughs) in that outfit. In that outfit. (laughs) Which is likely. It's actually likely. Okay. (laughs) Kathy, specifically for you. Kathy has her baby nutrition. Um, She's a hustler. She's got her own business aside from the podcast. So with baby nutrition, What's next for you? Also, when John Ryder gets like four months old or whenever he's ready for baby led weaning, I'm sure you'll help me. You'll help me a lot. But what's next on the horizon for you for baby nutrition? Um, well, I like to correct you that it's baby and me nutrition. Sorry, <laughs> I know <laughs> I that. Know, I know we just shorten it just for the listeners. Babyandmenutrition.com. Um, honestly, okay. I'm taking August off from taking doing consults. I have a couple follow up clients that I'm you know, making sure they have a good plan. Um, and then September I'll start back up one-on-one consults. So I do one-on-one consulting and then I'm not teaching any classes currently, but I have virtual classes on my website that people can purchase. So we just revamped my website literally two days ago. So exciting. So check it out. Um, so honestly I'm taking time to have a little maternity leave, which I don't necessarily have. It's just, I work for myself. So I'm giving myself that permission and taking clients in the fall um, and just working on whatever falls in my lap. Love it. So you're a mom of two. I'm about to be a mom of two. Yeah. What advice can you give me or moms about to be moms of two? Like what advice can you give us? That's good. Um, I think that Honestly, it's so much fun. It feels difficult in the beginning um, because the hardest part is that you feel like you're needed at two places at one time. And that's kind of where mom guilt comes in. I felt like 
Ruthie needed me at the same time Samson needed me. I don't know why they both want need to poop at the same time. You know, it's like yeah. stuff like that. You're like, why? Um, but now they take care of each other and they play together. And it's just, it has become like, I can't imagine how bored they would be without each other. Um, so I think give yourself grace in those early days where you feel like really stretched thin. Um, I have to remind myself that all of, most of us have had siblings. We don't remember our parents, like, you know, making us wait five minutes to get a snack. Like those are things that we have to give ourselves grace on because our kids really do give us grace on that. Yeah. Um, I think another important thing is all of a sudden you are, you have two kids and you and your spouse are two. So there's no like really tag teaming it. It's like all hands on deck, you know, all the time. So that makes it even more important for you and your spouse to schedule alone time, put the kids down early, make sure you have time together because it, it's easier to, you know, everybody has a kid to take care of all of a sudden. So I think it's important to do that too. That's good advice. Writing it down. (laughs) Okay. Oh, this is a question everyone wants to know. Would you do surrogacy again? That's a good question. Alex asked me that recently, and I was, my answer was, you're going to have to ask me that when I'm not, yeah. like, 37 weeks pregnant. That's like asking a pregnant woman, like, okay, oh, are you guys going to go for three? You're yeah. just like, I, I can't even, like... No. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, honestly, my short answer is no. I probably will not do it again. I'm, like, I really was, like, I already started, like, cleaning out my maternity clothes. Like, I never want to see this again. Um, but also... I have loved this process and I've felt like it's been a calling in my life and God has blessed me through doing it. So I also like don't want to shut that out, but um, it would take a lot of money and a lot of considering for me to do it again. (laughs) And I feel like if you're going to go through another pregnancy again, it's going to be your own. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think, I think that that's going to have to take God to move some mountains in my heart and Alex's heart. So (laughs) I mean, yeah. So stay tuned. So we're stay we're tuned. not sure. We'll see. We'll see. Praise ahead. Um, Alex is like on his way to get the vasectomy. No, he actually is. Um, He's like, what if we both recover at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, that could be good. Actually, so, yeah. Start the meal train. Y'all both mm-hmm. lay in bed and watch Netflix. <laughs> Sounds like a great this idea. Actually, does. Yeah, I feel. Um, we feel really. Again, we feel content with this season of our lives and with what's next. So, in y'all are in a sweet spots too. Like ages four or seven and four basically yeah is like amazing it's so fun and we both have a little buddy to take care of so we feel really complete we feel like god has not opened that door to our hearts and part of it is because i think he's left it for surrogacy and for john Ryder that i haven't wanted my own which helps this whole process be much easier um so we're just praying about what's next yeah okay yeah all right time for sarah's q a couple questions for you just a couple um what's more of a de-stressor for you writing or painting both of those I know you love so if you could choose one to do every day which one oh one to do every day writing for sure um yeah I have Sarah Sharp art I love painting um you know writing and painting for me is like probably working out for you like it's like a must it's like a it's like you know exercising it's like eating right it's a part of like my dna my soul that needs just like that creative balance in my life to make me like an all-around healthier person i don't 
I almost like actually deleted my art account the other day. I was like, I don't feel like I need to do. Please don't do that. Kathy's face just got like growly. (laughs) I just, I don't want to feel like I have to do it for other people or have to keep it up for other people. Um, It was like, sometimes I have, I have like art and stuff kind of hidden that is just for me and I don't post, but I love painting. I love writing, but writing just like I come alive. I love storytelling. I don't know. I think writing for sure. I love it. I'm glad you have that and I have found that. I think that's something that probably has helped you find contentment in your 30s because I don't remember yes. you doing that in your 20s. Much. I actually never did. And this is a shout to all the women out there or the people that like feel like they it's too late to start something. Like I don't know where my writing will take me, but I found I didn't find I loved it till I was 33. And honestly, the only time I ever had time to do it was when I wasn't working and recovering. So I love it. And it's fun to find something that's like just mine. I think that that's important for people to find that thing that's like they can keep sacred. Especially moms, because I often think we find our identity in just being a mom. But it's like I, I have found people who do find their identity solely in being a mom end up really struggling. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my thing. I so, love it. Speaking of being a mom, you're about to be a boy mom. Literally like in a couple so soon. So I would love to know what you're looking forward to about being a boy mom. Well, I, I've always dreamed about being a boy mom. And then even when I married Richard, he was like the cutest boy. I would always look at his baby pictures and was like, God, he'd had like the cutest little boy. Plus, I'm just looking forward to like the balls and like the athletics and just like, I really hope he's a mama's boy. Like Richard's going to be like, no, <laughs> he's going to be mine. He's going to be my mini. But I just think the mom-mother-son relationship bond is so sweet. And all my friends that are boys' mom, boy moms are like, it's so different, but it's like such a special relationship. So, oh, I can't wait. It's fun. I think that you're right. It's like I, I have, like, Samson's a boy mom. He is, like, oh, and also sure. he's, like, just like me. So it's well, so yes. fun. I feel like he's more your mini than Ruthie. He is, yeah. I love that. And, and I feel like something about it is a little less pressure, you yeah. know, like yeah. just kind of let him do his thing. And we have a lot of fun. They're just a lot of fun. So I'm ex- so yes. excited for you. Okay. So what's the best advice for mothers um, or, or just women listening that are going through a difficult time and trying to juggle it all? What advice do you have for them, um, you know, yeah. in this season for, for them? Um, I, yeah, I have a heart for mom's that are struggling um, emotionally with their mental health or physically, you know, with a diagnosis or whatever. I just have a heart for moms because when mom is down, it's not good for anybody and we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. So my biggest advice would be just to give yourself grace. Not all moms are going to do it different. What works for some families are not going to work for all families. I think just giving yourself grace Um, And I know that's so overused and so cliche, but just know that your journey is specific and don't feel bad about putting yourself first and, you know, meeting your needs and whatever that looks like. We're asking for help. Yes. Biggest thing. That's huge. Asking for help. I think asking for help, I think a lot of women see it as like a sign of weakness, but honestly, it's strong and it's brave to raise a hand and say, I can't do this by myself. So that's my biggest advice. 
Uh, we went through some questions. Gosh, season two is going to be fab. Kathy, let's let's take everybody into just kind of like a small spoiler alert or like what they can expect for topics in season two. Well, we're really excited. We have a couple guests on the calendar. Um, but, of course, our first episode probably will be telling you guys about John Ryder's birth and how it went. So we'll share his birth story. We'll probably share about Sarah's postpartum journey and my postpartum journey. Um, we'll probably share about how pumping and lactation and bottle feeding is going for both of us. So we've got a lot that's going to happen in the next month that we're going to want to recap. So we'll do that for you guys. And we have a couple amazing uh, women scheduled in we're going to have a pelvic floor therapist on and that was a request and that's going to be huge. huge i'm hoping to have amy b killen on she's got to get back to us she's a, another like intimacy mm-hmm. lady i think that was um requested but also we're going to cover we heavily focused season one on pregnancy season two is going to be focused on um, postpartum marriage, mental health, mental health, motherhood, raising children, parenthood, um, a lot of, a lot of great topics that we're diving into being a working mom. I'm excited for our working mom, working moms episode. We didn't get to that on season one. So we're going to cover a lot and it's going to be more focused on those type of topics versus pregnancy, but we'll continue to update you on our journey Um, into motherhood and we will see you guys in about eight weeks that's a wrap it's crazy thank you for listening thanks for listening hey guys we are excited to share with you our new partnership with your superfoods not only do they have great tasting product but they are on a mission to help improve people's health through the power of plants. I fell in love with their superfood and plant protein mixes after I was diagnosed and started my lifestyle change. One of the founders is also a cancer survivor, which is why I came across their story. I make a ton of smoothies and my daughter Charlotte loves them too. Your Superfoods is 100% plant-based, no sweeteners, no soy, no dairy, gluten-free, and non-GMO. So you can purchase with our code SISTER15 and you will receive 15% off your purchase, any purchase, not just your first one. So go to YourSuper.com and use the code SISTER15, S-I-S-T-E-R-1-5 for 15% off your order. Go grab your superfoods.